Hey, Fight Red Warriors, happy Sunday. Today is my long yoga nidra day. It's the extra long meditation practice I do that I just love. It's you lay down and then focus on breath and that's the whole thing. And that's the challenge. And I love it. But I still have to focus and you bet if I just lay there passively, it's not the same as focus. So it's meditation is to work on holding one single focus and not let it go. And it's extremely powerful and it's very challenging. If you ever wonder, like me, when I started, I thought, what I'm going to think about for five minutes, what I'm going to think about, because I held on to my thoughts. I, th- I cherished my thoughts so much that I felt emptying my mind is bad. You know, that is what typically people do before we understand it's that we think having no busy mind is a bad thing. I love my busy mind. I didn't know to what extent there's layers to layers to that too. Dimension after dimension. And now I love my silence when I feel just one with everything, the whole universe. This morning I was on a cardio and all of a sudden I just feel thinking about all the chirping birds and the bugs on the street, you know, that cross the road that are on their way to work, how every species have their little industry, their own routine. Can you imagine? Think about that, you know, the news in uh, the, the Seagulls magazine, you know, the daily, the daily journal of Seahawks, sea, Seagulls. Because I feel that, you know, I want everything in the whole world to just be better and working together. Because for me, this whole thing of who's going to win, who's going to lose when it comes to weight loss, for instance, fat loss or competition. That you got to remember that if we all know that we are winners in our own life, if we remember to live our own life and cherish what we have and not blow it out of proportion. Because in fitness life and fitness goals... There's a lot of that going on about how women in general look, look at the younger generation and then become disappointed and upset that you are not young or forgot to train or that they have these bodies and you feel that you're discouraged. And it usually comes down to not being angry as much, but more about feeling that despair, that it becomes so overt in your mind that you, you aged, you let yourself go, and then you can't handle it, and you feel so depressed. Why even bother? And that's when you forget you don't have a body to just take for granted. You don't even have life to take for granted, but you do until it's gone, right? And then we can't even know. I'm running around here trying to find a place for my, 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 my phone that I'm not going to hold because my thumbs are not going to hold on to this power. I have too much uh, arthritis, my pain, my thumb, uh, thumb. I have to focus on my uh, keeping that for later. All right, I got it. Sorry. So when it comes to this thing of comparison, you have to first know that It doesn't matter how much you look at anyone else you see in pure looks. Like It doesn't matter what kind of body, how lean, how strong, how muscular, how buff, whatever. Because you're still here with your life just like me. And then take me as an example. That I love my body. I love the body, the the way I train. I love everything in my body. I, I wouldn't want to have another body. And that was how I felt my whole life. Even with my shitty titties. Even with... You know, 
not trying to fix my tits with surgery and could never get it to my way until I changed the way I perceived them. My whole life I always knew that I had a normal body, but it wasn't good enough because I wanted more. But I always felt, you know, that I know, I'm not, there's nothing weird like, oh, I understand that I have a body, I have to work my body. But then in fitness modeling and fitness comparison and being pretty much just like a model as in listening to be told and talked about your body uh, by casting, uh, you know, agents and Hollywood people and people online, reading and not even knowing because nobody told us when we started on social media that you shouldn't read all the comments and respond because if you don't you're a bad person. That's what I did pretty much in 15 years, every person. Because I had a bleeding heart and I thought if I can make them understand they will see that I'm just being myself. And how can that be something you... Alexa stop, why do you interrupt me? Stop, 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 I'm gonna take you off, there you go, try me now. Um, where were we? That escalated quickly. That when it comes down to this being judged by other compared, I, that was how I started to feel that I can't even trust myself. I started to feel like a freak. I felt like I couldn't, I didn't understand the image in the mirror versus how I felt touching my body with a hand and how it looked for others and how I just couldn't handle it. It became too much. So I started to hate my body, that I couldn't look at my body. And it was not my body's fault, I just didn't know. And that was that moment too, when I asked Pava, remember 2010, and I, we had a photo shoot and I looked super muscular, it was not 2009. I looked super muscular, and in today I would, ooh, wow, wow, love, this gonna rave the internet. But at that point, it was when women were told to have to be low, like less muscular, can't flex, because that was the way. So I asked Pablo, so do you think I look too muscular here? And he said, yeah, because that's Pablo, right? <laughs> so, and I just, okay, I just went 100% the other way. And that's how I then went on a mission to cut 10, 10 pounds of muscle off my frame that I had developed over 10 years time. And I remember the feeling, I felt, I felt like I was, my body fooled me, that I was like, you know, that something was taken away, that I was fooled. That how could I spend so long time just to be here and feel like a freak? How could I, when I always stayed natural, that was what I thought, <clears throat> you know. How can I then look like a freak? Because it was just completely distorted mind. Like, I, I was just the same height, weight, size like now, but I just didn't have it in me to stand up for myself. And I didn't want to. Didn't want to love my body because I thought that loving my body means I'm going to work less hard. And if I don't work hard, what am I going to do with myself? So I subconsciously kept on fighting and not learning about how to have a healthy relationship with my food and so on. Because I wanted the fight, because it gave me energy. And I wanted to have an excuse, which I also wasn't aware of. But I wanted it so much so I could say I can't do it and here I have to ask my boyfriend of the time, should I have, can I have a refit? Can I have a, not refit, it was cheat day. Of course you can, because the other person not gonna get fat, and you know, men, they just look at a diet to get lean. So that's what I was doing, and then that was the way I got motivated again, because after eating a lot of junk, and your body looks goes from straight, shredded, to flabby, and look like you have four months before you're gonna see your abs again, while you had your abs the day before, that is such a big shock, that you all of a sudden go so fast, that thing you never happens in real life, 
Now that happens and it becomes a big thing. You become crazy scared. And now you get scared of food because you forget it's not about the food. It's how you handle it and how and why. So all that becomes more and more kind of how do you, how do you keep up. So I know that. It does not matter how beautiful the body is. The mind doesn't say anything about how that body is appreciated. And then here's another thing. There's the irony is that women or people in general who've been given very much of, let's say, privileges in the aesthetics, in the looks, it's not always the best to be so pretty because people stop thinking. Like when I see a super beautiful stunning model like in Beverly Hills, I like I don't even know what to do because I think it's crazy. Like how can people be so stunning? It's wow! It's like I mean, sometimes when you see these people, they're like out of this world and I have no clue, but I'm not part of it. And the thing is, I have no interest to be part of it. I am a Shetland pony person. I'm not a thoroughbred. That's the thing you gotta know. So if I were here thinking that, if I fell for the trap to, oh, oh, if I just were here, oh, her life, imagine her, you know, all these big, big stars that have millions of followers, and her body, she looks amazing day in and day out and all the adventures and all the luxury stuff. And, and then I think about, you are watching that. And I'm thinking about, yeah, I don't even have time or interest to watch any movies or watch or read any, what do you say, uh, what do you say when it's not true? Fiction. Because I feel that my life is so adventurous that I don't want to miss reality. I don't want to miss my reality, so I cannot... I cannot daydream away to other people's lives or other people's movies because I feel I have too much fun in my own. I don't want to miss it. I can daydream away later when I'm old, you know, if I'm lucky enough. So then when you think about all these pre-breeded people who are just bored and typically the typical supermodel who just feels there's nothing fun because nothing is, she can have anything she wants. Is she happy? No. But she never had to be challenged and any, let's say she wants to have a man or a love interest because she's a typical woman and she wants to be loved for who she is. How, think, how do you think that's going to be? To find someone who sees her from her inside, not from her body? How is that going to work? She has to be really, really smart. How is she going to be able to decipher and not be seduced by money and wealth and charm and all the green, the gold and exposure and the admiration you know all that can be presented but then what kind of prison are you going to live with because you might forget you need to be madly in love with a person to want to keep on being in love and if you think you can be bought you didn't know who you are you're not a house cat my friends so you can get stuck then thinking that the body was your ticket and now you know that nobody cares about who you are because you never thought there was any reason to develop on the inside because nobody cares about that anyway. So you have to never show up. You have to uglify yourself in order to be respected. That's what you end up with then. So there's a limit to how beautiful you ever want to be, including muscular, including shredded, because it's just, what are you going to do with all that? So then that's where I ask then my daughters all over the world, when you see these bikini girls and they are amazingly beautiful and I don't know how they can keep up as in I wouldn't want to I don't even brush my hair you know me because here's the thing I know how I'm happy I love my life at home I love what I do I love what I spend my life with the people I spend with and what I do and focus so I'm not focused on seeing what I don't have or don't want to be or what am I gonna do with all that time looking on to things that are not at all what I'm gonna do at all
Then that brings me into the continues of the scale obsession and then tape measurement and then how do you know that you're on track? So welcome to reality. When you are an athlete or you compete with other people, you have standards to meet. You have ideals and you all compete with them. That's the way we play a game. The same thing in subjective sports like bikini, uh, wellness, which just looks like bodybuilders most roided up now. But hey, they want to just name it a different thing. People are going to keep on trying to play the game and win and cheat. Or whatever they do, I don't think that's wellness at all. If I had that body, I would say, I can't stop laughing. That's not wellness. I mean, <laughs> it's just like, wellness should be some balance. I don't see any ounce of fat in your body, but okay. They wanted it to reward women's bodies with more fat on body, well they just ended up having big butt implants and then butt fat on top, of course they're gonna win with the biggest butt. Are we doing porn model selection now instead? So that's what I mean, get the shoes off. If the body doesn't move when you're working or walking, it's because it's not real, it's fake made. So, and that's to each other, but I just know I love to be real too much and that's bad in my interest because if I did market myself the way that you're supposed to, Oh, I would be so easy to market and get my people to find to want to be like me, right? But I don't want to sell a stupid, really fake lie about the life of the happiest girl in the world. But you think I'm doing what you want to do, and that is go out and eat, dress up, look pretty, go on vacation, lay on a beach, have your vodka shot. You know, that's what you kind of like to do, and I'm not. I am here taking care of my body, meditating, staying solitary and love everything that I have 100% the mastery and mind of what I'm spending my life on. And that then comes into this of when you're not competing, you are a lifestyle without a sport. You are an athlete without a sport. Welcome to the club. If you want to build muscle, shape your body, you're an artist just like me. You're a bodybuilder. You're a body shaper. You are a fitness person. This is what you do. This is what you do, okay? In variety of forms. That means how are you going to gauge when you're not going to follow a competitor's way of making sure that changes are happening? Because in competition, which is project-based, it makes sense to make sure you don't slip under the rock because then you're there in a bikini fat on stage and forgot even to put a spray tan on. That's a typical nightmare when you know you're focused on not getting fatter by discipline. You're going to have the nightmares of... You are on stage, you forgot to put the bikini on, and you forgot to diet, or you had a pizza, oh my god, did you eat, and you can't, that's typical. Has never been that you think you were the only one who ever had a nightmare about the cake you didn't want to eat, but did. So when you have a project, of course, it's good to do body, body comparison, or you will be a fool if you believe, and you believe, and you believe, but you're not doing the work, so it would be like, Working law of attraction, but forget you actually have to want it out of your heart. You can't just say something. Hey, I want this. Like, do you want it? No. It has to be really pure intention for the heart, or it doesn't apply. So I love that. That's what I love the most about law of attraction in general. That how it works. That you are just not gonna get what you think you deserve because that energy is the wrong one. So anyway. So not to be caught off guard, we do tape measurements, we step on the scale, and we do body composition change, we go dexa, we go beyond, we go so the distance to check on a number on a scale or a reading or a device, some clinical evaluated stuff, just to then have to accept that it's going to be a margin of error of 2 to 4% any reading, which means if you start today, and you want to start your diet first by fattening up, by having a cheat day so you have a higher weight that is 
you have more body weights, it's probably gonna make you look leaner, but it might also be that you're heavier, so it breaks even. Now, next time you're gonna manipulate it, it's gonna be like a lost fat. Even though you just lost weight, you haven't even started day three, so you're not at all tapping into fat still. But you wanna believe it, right? So that's the game that you cannot use the scale when you are competing, because it doesn't matter about the scale unless you're in a weight division. So that's what I love about competing in fitness. That's then how we kind of transition into tape measurement because they are harder to manipulate. But here's another thing I really want you to know here because why I don't tell anyone who has achieved a healthy body weight range and then want to go from there in my client coaching, this is what I say. Forget about the tape measurements that's gonna change in the better for you. They will only go up where you don't want to. Use the tape measurements for making sure you don't fatten up around your waist, fatten up in the areas you don't. Use that as a margin. Like here is where you have your warning, right? Like, yeah, like you usually have your scale, but toss the scale because you're not using it in the right way anyway. You just get madder and madder and your impatience goes further less and less. You're spending more and more time on refeed days and defeat becomes too few. So you're just overall just getting fatter little by little. That's how people do it in general. Nobody eats like me and gets fat like that. Big, big, no. The tsunami waves are competitor, competitors because we can go long, long months to get shredded like the crocodile style and then have the cheat day, the post contest. Alexa, stop. Why is she always on me? God, oh, sorry, but man, who put her on announcements, right? That's me. <laughs> So now with the tape measurements on that, that, that is not going to be in your favor. So for me, listen, my whole life on being in metamorphosis, like the butterfly effect, that nothing looks on the scale and in typical size in absolute form. But over years, over time, things just evolve. That's the butterfly effect. There's no way to explain it. I'll just say, trust the universe, my friends, because we don't even know the whole universe. Can we somehow just accept and agree for once and then get over the conundrum of the forever koan of fitness life? How to burn muscle, no, how to build fat, not how to burn fat and build muscle. It's so bad I can't even come, you know, it's so hard I can't even interpret how to say it for myself now. How do you burn fat and build muscle and love how you feel and not hangry until forever so you're never gonna end up regaining fat? That's what nobody can accomplish, but we can go to the moon, right? And we can study everything, so little, 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 little amount, but we cannot do this. So I'm just saying I'm not gonna wait for science to tell me when I'm 95 that I was right all the way. I don't have lifetime to wait for science to tell me that I'm right in what I know. So that's when you have to know then that in my whole life, you see me up and down in different shapes and forms, there has not been much at all. And you're not gonna see the inside thigh tape measurement go down, uh, the belly and so on. It's only when these extreme differences from start to finish. If I took myself from the first start and to now, for instance, like when I started before I fattened up, I was 117 pounds, so that's around two pounds more or four than now. But I have in no way the same body. But here's the fun thing. You bet I can make my body look that skinny, but catch me in the wrong angle. When I take a screenshot of my photo, I can see that it looks like I'm a skinny girl and I have nothing. And that's what I want you to say when you keep telling that the bikini girls have no upper body. It's not true. They shoot their body from an under angle, the frog angle, to make sure the butt and the legs look as big as possible. Plus, the stage is above the judges, so the body above is gonna look smaller. Plus, you shouldn't even think about why she has a small body. Maybe that's what she wants, because that is the ideal of that body division. 
So again, you need to stop, interpret one little moment of a glance of a photo like that is it. The same thing with the scale and the same thing with the tape measurement. But what you can believe in all these things is that they're never going to go upwards consistently and you're going to get leaner in the, in the mirror. It's not going to happen. So you can trust how you want to. You want to go on the scale. You want to take tape measurements. That's the sign that you're getting leaner, but you don't go for it. Because when that happens, you're going to notice you're not going to get the right answer on the scale or the tape measurement anyway. Because think about this now. Would you consider that I'm unsuccessful in building my body, shaping my body all my life? Because that's what you say if you can't accept that tape measurements will not be where you can see I'm going to refeed or not. It's not that all. So you can't trust the scale, you can't trust the tape measurements, you can't trust clothing size because hey, they get stretched out too and if you just use it for once, what are you going to do if you fit the pants but you don't look any different anyway? What happens then? Are you going to then step away and see that some kind of scientific machinery is going to tell you? The truth that you're lean enough and then you're gonna be accepting that oh a machine told me that I am lean enough so now I can believe the machine so you rather believe the limited human intellectual property way in our brain than you are on your own knowledge about yourself you don't trust yourself your intuition but you trust and limited someone who made a system about how to interpret things and here's another thing then so remember now the margin of error on all the readings, even the DEXA scan? Why would you want to keep on when you're not in a project? Let's say you're not an athlete, you don't have a deadline, there's absolutely no reason for you to know your body fat at any level, until, unless you just are curious. Like me, I'm curious. But what would that do then? That would be that you would be in fears of what is the number going to be again, because you don't know. And then it would be disappointing if the number showed a negative way but you know you're leaner but you wouldn't believe in it and you let's just say that that you were leaner and you have two percent less body fat but the margin of error were two percent in less good or, or better or the opposite last time and now it's two percent margin off on the other way you might be like four percent total that you thought whoa i thought i was four percent lean and now you're up and then how is that gonna infiltrate your mind how happy you're gonna be because I don't think you're just gonna brush it off and you're gonna spend about 50 70 bucks too to know that you nothing happened with all your dedication for months and that's the worst because that is how you build your whole life by self-belief by knowing by keeping it up and fighting the doubts to not listen to everything that tells you that is not working it's not doing it's not at all you can't tell you still have to have that unwilling to blindly walk towards the end of the fitness cliff and fall and know my wings are gonna take. I'm gonna take the leap of faith. I got the lats up I bought. No, you built with the pull-ups. But hey, because what is the worst that can happen? That you're just not gonna be achieving that goal. That's all. But then when you think about it now, transition into your former competitor who's still stuck in the same tape measurement and you never got out to staying lean anyway. So it's just a way of trying to get in shape by police control. Now, if you're going to keep on doing this for your life, and I say, well, you're not going to be able to go by the scale. Okay, so skip that. Two, we're not going to see anything once you have a normal body weight range. Not going to be much difference for you to gauge on what to do with your nutrition or cardio, body composition improvement. That's not going to be anything either with tape measurement once you're already somewhat lean. So again, 
until you have a normal BMI, normal body fat, then you're gonna ha you're gonna go on tape measurement and those things, but not when you have your bodies now where it's not gonna be much more different. So now you're stuck. That's what you think, stuck. But once you get to stuck, now the fun starts because this is also when you're gonna notice. You're gonna start noticing muscle. You're gonna start noticing you're getting leaner, but nothing really happens on the scale. Nothing happens on the tape measurement. And I say skip spending money on the DEXA scan because it's not gonna do anything good for you anyway. And what are you gonna do with that number? That's what I mean. You have to think about what is it that you're expecting? What do you want out of that? Or is it gonna give you the lesson that you say, hey, yeah, I was lean enough, now I can eat? Then what? Are you gonna have to go back again? Or what kind of eating are you doing? Because if it's about refits, you should be able to trust yourself that you know, and this is where it comes down to, how? How are you gonna be able to measure, monitor that you're on plan, that you're getting somewhere? If you can't trust, well, that's the thing. You can trust. There's a really good system on trust, really, that is 100% bulletproof, that you cannot escape. That is so well designed because there's no way of getting out of it. That's like perfect Alcatraz. And it's like you have everything there. You don't have to buy anything at all. You just have to pay attention. That's your self-knowledge. That you know what you do. That you actually can accept that there's a system and I play by the rules. I'm going to have the outcome. But I have to keep on playing not just when I feel it's in my favor. You have to go through the four seasons. You don't become lean playing it like it's a weather report and you just want to see what's the weather today. Oh, it's rainy. Ah, oh, let's start over. It's not sunny, so it's not worth it. Can't do this. Well, I'm from Sweden and I was taught that there is no such thing as bad weather, just not proper clothes. So the policy here is forget about all these things and trust yourself on knowing how you behave behind closed doors. What do you do with yourself? Because that is the only thing you need to know. If you're doing what you want to be doing, you're going to be rewarded with the work you see come to your life in real form. Because that's how it works. What you think about is what you become and what you become more of. You keep up. That's the momentum you're building. That's the butterfly effect. So now you know. There's nothing for you to go to look. Should I refit or not? It's never going to be where you go by the scale.